Grace and Truth, talking with Archbishop Julian. So I'm joined once again with Archbishop Julian. How are you going, Archbishop? Thank you. Great to be here as well. Um, So obviously we've been talking uh, about changes uh, in our society and one way that the changes of society uh, is going to affect people in society um, is the question of whether the church and religions will be able to operate um, freely with all these changes going on. Obviously, um, we're seeing things like, like marriage, like family, um, even even things like euthanasia um, do uh, raise this question of of how our religions can operate in civil society. Um, I guess, firstly, what are you, what are your comments uh, about that? What do you see as being the challenges that that are occurring, um, and in how uh, faith based organisations or even people of faith um, can have the freedom to be able to to operate uh, in the civil square. Mm. I think it's a very important question that we face at the present moment in our society because, um, firstly, our our own um, culture has been largely influenced and shaped by Christianity. We 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 are a civilization that has taken its inspiration from Christianity, and the fact that the churches, the Christian churches, have been a very very strong presence in a society, not only in terms of religious life per se, not in terms of churches and and, uh, religious practice, but the churches have been very active in providing a whole range of services to the society. Christianity, by its nature, is conscious that it's called to serve, that love of neighbour, for instance, is one of the animating principles to Christianity. So we don't just look after ourselves, but we're conscious of being an agent of, uh, of love, of service, of care, particularly for those who are vulnerable or those who are in need. And so in our society, over the centuries, um, wholesale um, programs of care for those in need have developed inspired by Christianity and still continue to be um, connected with churches in one, to one degree or another. So, for instance, we, we have many, many hospitals, which are um, particularly Catholic churches, has, uh, has provided many, many hospitals right across our, our nation. We also have vast, all the churches have vast aged care facilities. We, we've, we've seen that as a great need, and so churches have become very active in providing for aged care facilities. Um, we could also think about our, our great array of social services, again inspired by the gospel, inspired by a desire to help out those who are most vulnerable, those who have particular need in our society. So when, when you look at, say, contemporary Australian society, there's an, an enormous array of services that are being provided uh, to the community, and it's not just to the, uh, the particular members of a, a religious body, but more generally to the whole community um, that have come out of Christianity. Now, not only has the Christian v- vision of care for the needy animated the development of these agencies and these organisations. But it's also true that that there are certain beliefs about the nature of the human person, the nature of human life, the nature of, of, say, sexuality and so forth, that um, are also connected with the ways in which these agencies carry out their work. Now, as society is changing in these areas, as laws are being brought in in various ways, 
that are, that are moving away from the Christian, certain Christian beliefs about, about human life, about the Christian morality and so on, it is causing a tension because uh, particularly if, if a government brings in laws, if we take the example of, um, of, of abortion or euthanasia, I think they're very clear examples where laws have been brought in and the government is saying that it will accept, could accept in the case of euthanasia, could accept um, practices that we would say as Christians we don't accept. Now, the question is, will Christian agencies be able to retain the integrity of their faith um, and beliefs in terms of their particular practices within their own agencies. So this is um, emerging as a uh, quite a, an important issue that we're confronting at the present moment in our society. I guess where, where then do you see, um, because we are seeing, as you've mentioned, this tension between, I guess, the, the traditional um, morality of, of Australian society and, and where the morality and the ethics of Australian society is going, um, and there is this this tension that's appearing between uh, between religious faith uh, and and the secular world. Now, I guess that when when we approach questions like this, ultimately it can kind of seem like that you know you have to have um, one set of morality that kind of covers up the other one or fills up the gaps of the other. And you can think of some absurd kind of situations of that. Obviously, a um, a religion that claims to be able to to commit child sacrifice or something shouldn't be allowed in this country or shouldn't be allowed to practice that in this country. Um, how then, I guess, people as, as Christianity starts to move away or rather the world, uh, our society starts to move away from Christianity, how do you resolve this tension there um, that is starting to see Christianity and Christian practices, such as being against euthanasia, being against abortion, uh, being against, um, you know, same-sex couples adopting and so on, as more like the child sacrifice example than less like it? How do we deal with that? Look, I, I think um, one, of the, one of the basic uh, principles in the end has to be a recognition of diversity uh, in our society. Uh, it's not as though Christian, Christian organisations have a complete monopoly on these services. There are public hospitals, there are for-profit uh, aged care facilities and so on. So people have a choice. Um, people can choose to 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 uh, to go to a particular agency. So, I think part of the principles of respecting the freedom of Christian organisations to operate according to their beliefs and the tenets of their faith is to sort of say that there is a diversity of views um, in our society. And so, if somebody, uh, if we take the example too, say of a Christ, of a Catholic school, that nobody is obliged to go to a Catholic school. So if, if parents send their children to a Catholic school, they accept the fact it's a Catholic school, it, ho it holds certain beliefs and, and has certain practices. So the same thing would occur in a hospital and so on, an aged care facility, social services. So it, it, it's not difficult in our society um, for people then to make a choice if, if they, if I take the example of somebody who wants to have an abortion, then they know there are certain abortion providers. Um, so they don't, they don't have to, 
then demand a Catholic hospital to, um, to provide abortion. So all we're asking for here is the fact that as a Christian organisation, we are able to operate according to our particular beliefs and tenets of our faith, um, knowing that people are free to choose or not choose. Now, one of the things I believe is that a lot of people would choose our Christian organisations because they have a certain quality or character or they do hold a certain beliefs that are very attractive to the person. They say, oh, I want to go to a Catholic hospital because I just f feel it's a, it's a better environment or, or they, they know that they will be safe there on, on an issue, say, like euthanasia. Um, so I think it's important in our society that, that there is not this uh, effort to impose on Christian organisations certain beliefs or practices uh, that have become perhaps enshrined or allowed in, in law. It's just, uh, once again, bouncing an idea um, off you. Um, overseas, what we're seeing is this, um, I guess, a tendency or a trend. Uh, there's currently, and I'm not sure if this will be the case when this comes out, but there's currently three cases um, before the courts, and I think before they're coming up to the Supreme Court in the United States, um, of organizations that have refused service. I think it was particularly um, in the issue of, of same-sex marriage. So, say, for example, a cake maker um, who, who has been asked to, to bake a cake, particularly with a message on it that says, you know, um, Mr. Such-and-Such and Mr. Such-and-Such such um, are getting married, you know, and that he refused. Um, and this is going to the Supreme Court. But what we're seeing in these cases is that it's not simply about um, making up for a certain loss or a certain grievance that they have there in having to go to another provider, um, you know, to be able to. I think in one of the cases, it was something like that the damages that were awarded were something like $14, which was the amount of money it would have cost them to fill up their car and go to another, um, go to another cake shop, for example. But rather that because these cases are still going, there's a question here is of of are or is the government or are people trying to force businesses not only to to um, shut down or provide them with with the accommodation to be to to go to another to have that choice, but rather forcing those businesses to say, "I support this." You know, you can't operate in this country, you can't operate on this in this society unless you say, "I support this." Do you think that that's the trajectory that this is on? That's the, 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 uh, the possibility, and that's why I think it's very important that these issues be raised and discussed at the present moment. It, it, it should be the case that a particular, and we'll take the example of Christian organisation, if it, it clearly has certain tenets which flow from the faith of that, of that, that uh, gives rise to the organisation, that very simply people would, would know that if I take, again take the example, if I go to a Catholic hospital, I cannot ask for an abortion. Um, I, and people accept that fact. That's a Catholic hospital. That's what they believe. Uh, so what we, we need to do is we don't want people saying you must provide this service because the law of the land now does allow for it. Um, I think this is the thing that... We, we need to make sure this mentality doesn't develop of an, an absolute imposition on everybody. They must comply to change in law. Again, I've spoken before about the idea that one of the great qualities of our 
Western civilization is the fact that we do respect uh, diverse opinions. And provided that they are not uh, seriously infringing the rights of others, then they should be respected. Uh, and where people have a choice, uh, if we take the example of a, of a cake maker, you go to one cake maker and, and the person says, look, I'm sorry, I, I'd like to do this for you, but um, I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. I, I, would, I would find this would, would offend my religious sensibilities if I provide this cake. Next door, I'm sure the, the cake maker would be, would be willing to, to uh, assist you. Now, that should not be the case then that that cake maker is then taken before the law because they're not providing uh, a service uh, in this particular instance. So it should be the case that the law respects the rights of individuals to hold to their conscientious beliefs about nature. And we live with that. We live with diversity mm. in, in views in our society. Surely this is one of the great uh, qualities that we need to uh, protect and preserve in our Western civilization. I'm going to play a bit of opposition here. Um, someone could listen to this and say, well, that's, that's very good that, that, the, that the Catholic Church wants to preserve a kind of choice um, in our society and that we have the freedom to, to do this and you have the freedom uh, to do that. However, why do you then go and campaign against abortion or campaign against euthanasia or campaign against same-sex marriage and so on? How exactly do we square these things up that on the one hand we're saying, well, we want to be able to have the freedom to do this because we, people should be able to, people have the choice and they can go elsewhere if they don't like what we provide or what we don't provide, and then trying to lobby government to make certain things illegal or stop things from being decriminalised. How do we square those two things together? It's a very good point. Um, I think one of the fundamentals to Christianity is, is a belief that there is, there is a, a truth about the human person, about human life, um, and that that truth is in the best interests of individuals and of society. Uh, so... Christians would want to advocate for what we believe to be true for the good of society. So we're not again we're not, we're not trying to impose anything, but we do want to say that changing the laws of these in these particular instances will not be good. Will not be good for individuals, will not be good for the well-being of society. So we advocate for certain positions again not seeking to um, impose, but to say to governments, if we change this law, this is not going to be good. This is not going to be to the benefit ultimately of society. Now, there'll be debate about that, of course. But so the church, um, when, when we say we, we want to respect the, the importance of div diversity of views in the society, we also don't believe in a, in a certain relativism to say every view is equal. We would say, no, some, some views, a um, person may hold a view very conscientiously, but we may say, we don't believe that's the right view. So we also want to have that debate about what is right, what is wrong, what is true, what is good. Um, so, so while we, we, yes, we want to respect freedom, but we also want to, to be able to be advocates of what we believe to be right and true and good for our society. Yeah, I guess it comes back to you know we we um, we very much valorize freedom uh, in our in our world today, and I think uh, St John Paul II, who's nicely uh, on your wall behind you, um, I think had this 
I'm not going to be able to quote it correctly, but this this concept that you know freedom is for something. It's no, it's not. You know, we don't have freedom uh, to be able to do whatever we like. You know, freedom is not for is not the um, the license to do whatever we choose, uh, but is the ability to do what is right. Um, and I guess that's what freedom is for. Is it's it's to be able to get people to come to truth. You know, it's not open slather. Um, so I think that's yeah. Once again, a, a good place to to finish up. So thank you once again, Your Grace, um, and we'll have you back next time uh, on the next episode. I look forward to the opportunity, Luke. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Grace and Truth talking with Archbishop Julian. For more talks, interviews, and shows, visit cradio.org.au.